Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. For those of you, uh, all of you have Michael's book, except for the couple of you that just registered this week. All of you have their books, even those of you in, uh, across the pond. Hopefully you're able to get the uh, Kindle version that I sent to you. Virginia looks surprised and stunned. So Virginia, check your email because I sent you a Kindle copy of Michael's book, Average Sucks. So I read Average Sucks uh, actually before I met Michael. Michael was speaking at one of my masterminds that I belong to, the Genius Network. And I was like, man, I really want to know. You'll you'll see very quickly, Michael has a very strong presence. He's he's a great communicator. And so I got his book. And then luckily enough, in the very next meeting, I got to be in a breakout session, just like you guys are doing here today with Michael and got to have a conversation with him. And I was like, man, I would love for you to bring this message to my group here, to a group that I'm putting together for the Tip of the Spear event. And so he was nice enough to do so. So let me read Michael's intro to you. As a founder of president and president of Human Communications Institute, Michael has helped thousands of people transform their lives through his signature events, audio seminars, and one-on-one coaching. Combining his natural talent as a communicator, deep understanding of motivation, and a powerful ability to tap into virtually anyone's desire for success, he's unlocked the mysteries to building charisma, influence, persuasion, and connection with others. The author of Average Sex, uh, as I mentioned, Michael uses his human interaction technology or HIT, an innovative teaching method to shed light on subliminal psychological triggers that affect performance and reveals powerful strategies for leaving average life behind. The result is greater financial wealth, physical health, and lasting confidence in all aspects of the life of their life, both personal and professional. Please Give a huge welcome to Michael Burnoff. Thank you, Michael. You know, I appreciate it. Can you can you hear me loud and clear? Awesome, awesome. So I, I got an interesting setup here today. I I've never I've never done a, a presentation in this room before. I've got an amazing group of our, our genius members that we know downstairs in the building overlooking mine. So I wanted to grab my wife's office today. So I'm gonna get some of that extra energy. So those of you talking about communication and relationships, I'm just taking in what what she's got going on here. So Dino, my question for you is, do you want me just to get rocking and rolling today? Are we, are we chatting indirectly? Are we, are we rocking and rolling? Are we going back we're, and forth? We're going to rock and roll for about 45 minutes. You're going to do your thing. And then we're going to go back and forth. Okay. So let's, uh, let's do this. So let's have a little bit of fun here. So I jumped on a couple seconds ago. I got really, really excited because you guys were talking about my favorite word, the C word communication. And that's the, I'm in a building right now. I got a 7,000 square foot event space that we call the human communications Institute for a very specific reason is we believe, and you guys can tell me if this is accurate or not, that communication is the most underdeveloped and underutilized asset that we all have have to grow our businesses and grow our lives. Very few people are selectively learning communication at a very young age. And it's something later on we run into like, wow, I'm not good at relationships. Wow, my clients could be buying more, they're not. Wow, um, I communicate with myself that I get bothered by people. Because let me ask all of you, how many of you believe that last year, there was this thing called 2020 that was unique. How many of you believe last year, if you would have had a better ability to communicate with this thing inside of your head, and dealt with things differently. How many of you realize your year would have been different one way or another? Does anybody agree with that? Your year would have been different? The challenge is we went into the year like any other year and we said to ourselves, let's see what we have, let's see the gifts we have and let's figure out where we're at. So I've got 45 minutes, I'm excited about this. I've, I've shared this material for a while. How many of you have actually decided, opened up that book, Average Sucks. Did anybody open that up? Did anybody look at it a little bit? You opened it, okay, good, you opened it. Did anybody read more than 10 pages? 10 pages, okay, one, one, one person, okay. It is designed, uh, when I wrote it, it was designed to be read. It's designed for the ADD reader. It's designed for the person that will pick it up. And if you get into three to five pages, you'll wind up on page 65. It's, it's just one of those things. It's addictive because it's going to relate a lot to what's going on with, with all of you. So I'm going to take this a couple of different ways. Number one is 
I'm not a keynote. I'm not going to do a presentation here today where we're going to just do a, a standard, like I'm going to talk at you. I'm going to get rolling for a little bit. And then I want to open up and ask questions and help you with things. I'd rather this be massively interactive where each of you walk away with two or three nuggets that you can use that are going to impact your life and your business pretty quickly. I'm known to do that. And it's going to be very, very powerful for all of you. So I'm just going to throw something at you. And then we're going to go, we're going to go ahead and see where this shows up and how all of this works. So let me ask all of you a question. How many of you have ever had the feeling before that you absolutely know, and this is a real question, just this is not even for a yes. You know, you're freaking capable of more. You run into that feeling like no different than asking someone for prom. You'll spend 11 minutes, 20 minutes on the phone, finally have the courage to ask ladies, you got to know guys do this. It's the same feeling you get on the edge of a diving board. Like I know I can jump, but for whatever it is for your business, there's this thing that you want to do. And then there's the business of the life you have. How many of you can relate to that? If you were honest, does anybody relate to that concept? I see a couple of hands up. If you don't, I'm going to ask you to jump in and speak because you figured out something the majority of the world has not figured out. So the point of this is, this is going to take what's inside the book, summarize a chunk of it for a couple of seconds, but it's also going to allow all of you to understand what you're dealing with, what we're dealing with, and most importantly, how to impact other people. Because how many of you would love the ability to lower resistance in others, get their attention, make them more receptive? How many of you would love that? Does anybody want that? Like, think about that. You got kids. I mean, what a gift to have. Like, we get mad and we complain. And again, does anyone else have ADD here? Or am I the only one? Does anyone else have it? Uh, a version of it. I always say, if you don't have it, you should go get it. All my wealthy friends have ADD. Um, I call it a dynamic disorder. It's like you could do five things at once. As an entrepreneur, we have to know how to do five things at once. And if you're linear, like, give me the seven ways to lose weight. I could give it to you in two seconds, but what about when you run into something? So our job, our direction of what it is we do, I'm going to teach you in a way that actually sticks. And part of what sticks is not going linear in a line, because if you want to know the seven ways to do something, they're all over Google. You already would have had it already. You already would have done it. Your body would look perfect. The world doesn't work that way. The world works in a very, very different, uh, different system. So I'm going to do one thing. One is I'm going to talk about you. And then in about 15 minutes, because I got 45, I want to turn over like the Q&A early and I want to start getting into very specifics. And I want to show you how to turn this whole model on others because we get mad from time to time at Instagram. We get mad at back in the day was Minecraft with our kids. Like, why, what are they doing? My kids are addicted. Instead of getting mad at these companies, we should be looking, what power do they have? How do we have that power? So I would love to have the ability to go, you know what? Instagram's got my kids. Instagram's got the world. Wow. Snapchat's got my kids. What are they doing? that I could add to my business and life and use it in a positive way. So instead of getting mad at these companies, we need to figure out what the heck they're doing. Like if Netflix has got your brain, what is Netflix doing that you can add to your business and life? So how many of you would say that makes a ton of sense? Would you guys say that makes a ton of sense? Got it? Okay. So here's what we're going to do right now. I'm going to walk you through a couple things real quick. I am not a speaker. I have spoke thousands of times. I am not a keynote. I'm an educator. I'm a presenter of information and ideas. So I'm not going to be, again, following a system and a formula for this. But what I am going to tell you is I don't have one of those crazy stories that a lot of people have where you hear the speaker, you hear this person go, God, if they could do it, I can do it. Like when my friend Sean was alive, uh, he broke 350 bones in his body by the time he was two days old and he lived to 40, was a great speaker, did incredible things. You look at him and go, man, if he can do it, I can do it. Or the whole Tony Robbins, like five dads, grew up poor. If he could do it, I can do it. Or alternatively, you get the story of like, hey, my dad was Steve Forbes or look what they did. Um, look how they kept the money. My story is a lot like all of you. And this is where the whole average sucks things comes in. I grew up with what I believe one of the biggest challenges of the last I'd say 50 or 60 years, which sounded like a really good idea, which really has made success harder than it needs to be. Because let me ask all of you this. How many of you got an extra couple of million laying around that you feel super comfortable, you don't need it and no big deal and everything's fine? Does anybody have that just a couple of million, no big deal, no problem at all? Um, part of that is we grew up with what was a good idea probably in the 40s and 50s, right after World War II. And I could tell you by looking at most of you, you're very similar to me. And right around that time, they came up with this good concept and it overrode biology and it overrode, and this has a lot to do with you, your clients, the people you work with and the people in your life. And it's been a misnomer that's been going on is that they invented this concept. They said, people are nervous, people are uncomfortable. We've got to find a way to get them to feel safe. And it never existed before in history. Like 
I could tell by the age of most of you, how many of you watched Little House on the Prairie? Does anybody remember? You could be honest, guys. You saw the show. Now, if you remember, you were either rich, Nelly, the one person in town, or you were poor. And that was it. There was zero in between. You were on the prairie, making ends meet, selling things to the rich people. And that was it. Right around the 40s and 50s, they invented this concept, which most of us grew up in. It was called middle class, lower, middle, and upper. Now, I got to ask all of you, this has so much to do why your clients can't make decisions, has so much to do with how you raise your children, has so much to do why success is complicated for people. How many of you grew up middle class, either lower, middle, or upper? Did anybody do that? One of the three? Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is it's probably the world's greatest challenge. And here's why. Every one of you is okay. You don't actually have to do anything. Like when you're poor on the prairie, if you don't like Texas a week ago, if you don't have heat, you die. You got to figure it out, right? Like those of you in Texas know exactly what I'm talking about. You had to figure it out. But if you're rich, you got to keep your money. But if you're right down the middle, you have enough. And the reason I say this is it minds up being a concept that you're okay. And when you're okay, you're okay. And when you're okay, you're still okay. The problem is we've got a burning biological desire to want to be more and do more. And then we've got this social construct around us where like everyone around us is okay. And we built a concept called average for the world. Now, when I wear this shirt that says average sucks or have the book, most people look at it and go, got it, man. That's, that's great. Like you've got hats, they average sucks. Thousands of these are out there in the world. And What's interesting, people will stop me and go, love your shirt. I'm like, do you know what it means? And they'll say, well, you know, be better than others. You know, it doesn't mean that. It means that you have an average. You have a thing that you do every day. And then there's everything else you do. You have a way that you communicate with your wife or your husband and your teammates, everything else. And then there's everything else. And most people don't recognize you're controlled by your average more than anything else. It's a force that's inside of each and every one of us. And once you get what I'm about to share with you next, um, you're going to recognize what gets in the way of getting you what it is you want. Because when you wonder like, why am I making about the same amount of money every year? It's the funniest thing in the world. COVID or not, people made about the same amount of money unless you were in an industry which was stopped. But I watch, I work with dentists, I work with doctors, I work with chiropractors, I work with lawyers. They had a few month period and then they made up for it at some point. If I were to look at your taxes, we make about the same amount of money. If you were to look at your scale, you weigh about the same amount. You look at your intimacy, you kind of do the things you do at night, late, about the same amount of times every year. If you want to change that, we've got to not just change our average, we've got to accept that we have one and we've got to do something about it. And so I'm going to explain to all of you a very simple concept. Now this, if you don't want to think it's you, we'll just assume it's everyone else on earth. How many of you, and I like hands up or yeses in the box, because if not, I'm talking to myself and I could have sent you a video. How many of you ever said to yourself this before? I'm sick of this. I'll never do this again. I'll never have a relationship like this again. I'll never be overweight again. I'll never make under a certain amount of money again. And you freaking meant it. How many of you have said that before? Has anyone ever said it? Like, and oh, what happened? we say that. So what happens is we build behind us. Like if I had a whiteboard, I would do it, but I don't need to, because it's so easy to understand this. We build this thing behind us with like a wall saying, I will never go back there again. And you mean it. I will never go to a relationship like that. I'll never make under six figures again. I will never be treated like that with a staff member. I'll never be taken advantage of again. I will never, ever do that. And you meant it. But in that crazy moment where you said that, your brain says, I know you don't want that, but what do you want? And then you build this want in front of you. So you spend your life doing this. And does everybody remember when we used to go to restaurants? Do you guys remember when people used to eat and didn't feel like we were in a surgical procedure? Do you guys remember that? You'd go to a restaurant and you'd actually have a conversation. It was comfortable. It didn't feel like, hey, would you like kidneys with that? Like when people came up to you. When we used to go to the restaurants back in the day, people would have conversations. And most of your friends, probably not you guys, because everyone here, I could tell you're, you're big thinkers. You're part of a group like this. You're, you're big thinkers like Dino. And, but most people's conversations are what I don't want, what I do want it. You might call it bitching, complaining, but it's what I don't want, what I do want. I want my kids to act this way. I want more money. I don't want this. I do want this. I don't want that. And all of those back and forths become a little something called our identity. And most of us identify as people that want a business like this, we want a life like this, and we don't want something like that. So let me ask you this. Have you ever, like, does anybody here like battle with working out? Does anybody do that? I'm sure all of you work out perfectly and you do it 365 days a year and you have perfect bodies. Does anybody battle with like on for three months off? Okay, we all do. So you have this great idea. 
you're like, I am going to exercise. It's my plan. I'm going to do it. I even wear my yoga pants to bed. You almost put your shoes next to the bed, set your alarm. I know for a fact, Virginia, you've done it before, right? So you got your yoga pants on. I'm asleep with these things on. I set the alarm for 415 and you make a plan. You get a goal that you met with Dino. Dino says, have goals, have ideas, have concepts. And you write down what you're going to do. And you write it down on your nightstand. You go to bed, you wash your face, you comb your hair, you don't want to look like a bear, whatever. You go to bed. You take off your script of who you were today, what I want and what I don't want. You put it over your plan for tomorrow. And when you wake up in the morning, you got a big plan for the day. Your brain goes, who do I want to be today? And the first thing you see on your nightstand is who were you, you were yesterday. How many of you recognize that whether you like it or not, you're going to keep on doing what you did yesterday. And it's not about doing dramatic differences. We need to accept what it is we're doing. You have an identity that gets you the life that you currently have. So it's like getting in a club when you're a kid, you show up, your identity is how many times you've been there. Your identity is, does you know the, do you know the door person? Your identity is how much money you make. Your identity is what you drank last time. You just got an identity. And every one of us are living an identity. And this is what's interesting. When you want people to buy something, do you know they have an identity called? They don't buy things like that. We need to change how they see that if you want to influence people. Your children, they have an identity. I'm a C student. I'm a B student. I had an identity as an ADD kid. I had an identity as a non-author. I'm a guy that makes millions. I've made almost $100 million in the seminar business in 20 years, okay? And what's interesting, I own buildings. I own real estate. I'm not an author. So I would do everything I could to not be an author because my identity was school is hard. And I had this identity. Now, here's the cool part. So I want you to imagine this for a second. You got what you want, what you don't want. Seeing this? You got your identity and off to the left to complete the box, here's what we do. You and I assemble the people that we want to assemble in our lives, very particular people, to remind us of who we are to keep us in the box. Let me ask all of you, how many of you have a teammate or a staff member that just help you hinder your success just enough? Be honest. How many of you have that? Does anybody have that? You know what I'm talking about? You hired them. You did it. You hired them to keep you where you're at because if you got rid of them, you'd actually get what you want and then you wouldn't know who you are because everything is over the wall. Everything is on the other side. Now, here's the interesting thing. How many of you have relationships? You have people in your life, some that inspire. You got Dino, gets you excited. Virginia gets you, this group gets you excited. They get you pumped. You've got, you've got, you know, Leah, Leah here. You got Chris, you've got Greg, everybody. This is my group. They get me excited. Then you got just to overweigh it. You've got the uncle, the aunt, your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law to drive you insane. How many of you know you got it weighed out? You got it perfect. You have exactly who you need in your life to have the life you have. So your unconscious mind can wake up every morning and go, we know what we need to do. 10 years ago, he said he didn't want this, but he wanted that. We're not actually going to get it for him or her. We're just going to show it to him every day. But everything they want is on the other side of the wall. Now, here's the challenge. You probably had parents like me. And I want to get real clear on this. How many of you had parents that were real well-meaning and said things like, just work hard and be a good person? Did anyone have those parents? My parents, work hard, be a good person. The worst advice as an entrepreneur, the worst advice as an athlete you could ever have, the worst advice. Like, be a good person, totally smart. Be kind, careful with how good you are because you want to be good to people. You want to be kind to people. But I'm also the person that let a lot of people win in front of me. And I chose to take a back seat for a long portion of my life. How many of you have done that before? Let other people win. So I would look at people and go, look at Joe. Joe's dating the girl that I want. That's what Joe does. I don't, Joe does. Look at Bill with a Ferrari. That's easy for Bill. Look at what he does. Look at what I do. So what's fascinating about it is you've got what you do and what you want, and there's a deficit between them. And here's the interesting thing. Everything set up in our psychology, not to be negative, is designed to do what it is we currently do instead of get us what we want. My whole talk today is really to get all of you to not understand that average sucks is that your plan sucks. And most people wanna just work hard. And when you work hard, you lower your shoulder, you run yourself into the wall and you try to get over it. Here's my question. If you run into a wall, you get a bloody shoulder, you get a hurt shoulder, you need to go hit the chiropractor, you need to go get PT work, and you're going to be bruised up. Alternatively, we can get over the wall. And there's three ways to do it. And I'll make it real clear. One is ask for help, things people are very bad at. You guys are good at it. You're here asking for help, which is great. Number two is you can get a ladder, take time and build. Okay. And this is your team too. How many of you have a team? Anybody have a team, at least one other person? Okay, great. You got a team. Your team needs to understand this too. They are only of the capacity that you're willing to give them and show them. So you got to show them how to build a ladder. Number three is we can outgrow our current circumstances. And if you outgrow the wall, you step over it, and then it's up to you if you want to come back. You guys can pick. I believe that asking for help and growing are going to be the fastest ways to get there. 
But the type of growth I'm talking about is not just about reading books. It's about being strategic on a few areas of life that are gonna make a really big difference. So let me ask all of you the simple question. How many of you, um, well, let me ask you this. What do you do, a bonus in the box, average sucks t-shirt to someone who gets this right, okay? What do you do? Anyone want an average sucks t-shirt? Yeah, I will mail it to you. Does anybody want one? Here's why they're great. They're the greatest marketing tools in the world for you, not for me. People stop you and go, I like that shirt. And then you're like, thank you. What do you do? Because the only one person that would wear a shirt that says average sucks is an incredible business owner or an incredible human. So you wind up, it's wonderful. Except for my buddy with a Lamborghini says, don't wear it when you get out of a Lamborghini, you look like a jerk. So don't do that. But, but if you don't have a Lamborghini, you can get a shirt. But here's the point. What do you do? Put it in the box or just be aggressive, unmute yourself and like start speaking. What do you do more than anything in the world? Like anything you do more than anything. Like what's one thing you do more than anything else? Like put in the box. And I'm going to say, it's not thinking about sex. What, besides thinking about sex, what is one thing you do more than anything else in the world? Put it in the box, sleep, work. That's it. Sleep and work, boring people. What else? Worry, think. Okay. Haven't got it yet. I'll give you a chance to win later if you don't get it. Doubt, dream, interact with people. Okay, dream. Now, what's interesting is every one of these things, every single one of these things is a version of the answer I'm going to give you. But the challenge is you didn't say the exact word. You said a, a fraction of the word. You said, no, 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 that's what I meant. The world doesn't respond to that's what I meant. I mean, when you go buy stock, you're like, no, I meant to buy it at that price. I meant to buy it today. Folks, you bought it when you bought it. Like you tell the IRS, I meant to pay you. Let me tell you something. They didn't get the check. You still owe the money. So here's the thing. There's one thing we do more than anything else. We communicate. How many of you understand sleep is a form of communication? Does anybody get that? It's a form of communicating with your body. I'm going to tell you worry is a form of communication. Breathing is a form of communication. Nobody said it but it's the answer to everything. Before you go shoot up a school, you communicate with yourself. How many of you understand? Most people don't stop that. Before you go get divorced, it's communication with yourself and others. Before you ask for a sale, it's communication. Before you walk in your office, before you drank that cup of coffee, you sent a communication to yourself, I'm thirsty, and went for a drink. She two-hand drinks, Virginia. Not even one hand, two-hand drink. Must be a big cup, what you got there. But she went for, she's cold, keeping warm. She just communicated she was cold. So we can't not communicate. But most of us don't understand this very simple phrase. Your future hinges on your ability to effectively communicate. Where you're gonna be next week is how well you're gonna communicate with you and others. And this is not some self-talk. This is about rewiring how your brain works. Let me give all of you a simple example and how we misread the message. How many of you have done this before? You're, um, you're sitting there and uh, it's Tuesday and you do something crazy. You open up your bank statement online and you look at your bank. Most of us look at our bank and go, oh, and it brings you down like I've worked so hard and that's what I have. How many of you have ever felt a little down from looking at your bank account? I know I have. Has anyone ever done that? Like, it's not what I want it to be. Have you ever got on a scale and go, oh, oh, and maybe felt a little bad? What about looking at your neighbor or looking on Facebook and seeing the dude has the same business as me. What is he doing? How is he in Cabo again? How many of you have been jealous before? Anybody been jealous? Be honest. Now, what's interesting is we get jealous, we get depressed, we get down. And what I realized is the majority of this is misreading the message. So when you look at your bank account and it's not what you want it to be, do you know your brain is like, look, I tried to get your attention. I showed you GQ magazine. I showed you fancy cars. I tried to motivate you. I told you to listen to Dino, but for some reason you didn't. So I'm trying to get your attention and make you feel this way. Okay. And I couldn't get your attention. So I'm trying and getting you to feel a very, very specific way. Now, what's interesting is your brain attempted to get to you, but what you do is try to hide that feeling. Or when you look at, um, you go ahead and you, uh, you look at the scale. Do you realize that's your built-in trainer? If you feel shame or doubt because your body's not where you want it to be, your body's like, I'm going to keep on doing this until you change something. It's not there to learn to tolerate it, but most of us have learned to tolerate instead of get what we want. Number three is you go ahead and you uh, see what your neighbor's doing. Do you realize when you get jealous, that's code word for it. learn how to ask them how they did it so you can have it too. It's no different than a hangover. Okay. How many of you ever had one of those? Anyone ever had a hangover? I've had a hangover with Arizona state. We were professional hangover people. I don't drink anymore. It's been six years, but a hangover is there for a specific reason to remind you, you were stupid last night and you don't do that anymore. But what most people do is they try to beat the hangover. This is the part most people don't get. Your brain is sending signals. 
little things to you, triggers on a regular basis that if you can get them, have the opportunity to shift everything for you. But most people are missing the triggers. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to spend a couple of minutes right now and I want to talk about influence. And is that okay, Dino? Can we jump into influence? Would that be exciting for everybody? Would that be fun? That'd be great. Thank you. Okay. So what I'd love to do is figure out what this has to do with other people and why this matters. Because when I explain this next part, my background is linguistics. I'm one of the best in the world at language patterns. I invented a psychology called human interaction technology. And half the infomercials that you see that you've either bought from or didn't buy from, I write the majority of that stuff. I'm behind a lot of the big coaches and people out there. I help them with the material. I've been doing this since I was 23, I'm 43 now. And what's fascinating about what I'm gonna tell you is in the next few minutes, I'm gonna ask you to listen super carefully to the things I say. I may talk fast, I'll recommend you listen faster, but I'm also gonna tell you, I talk quick, but here's the thing. Listen to the words and how I use them because a few shifts in words could do some massive things for you. Number two, I'm gonna ask you to pay attention to how what I say makes you feel. One of the biggest reasons I want you to do that is the emotions of words and how they linguistically jar you, that's gonna be the, one of the biggest changes for you. Most people are talking to talk instead of realizing I'm speaking to stimulate something. I move right, I move left, I do different things. I'm looking for a response until I get the right response, I'm gonna keep on trying things until I get what I want. Number three is, I'll ask you to get engaged. Um, I got a room downstairs here in the office. I only say this because I wanna put this into context. I get hired a lot for um, full salaries of your ad admins, if you have one, for six hours of my life to ask questions. I want you to imagine you paid that right now because I want you to ask the questions that those people ask. When they get me, they sit down with me. I get every week, somebody comes in, pays quite a bit of money, they ask a question. And with that question, they get a massive answer. And the answer, they turn around and turn into money. They turn into ideas. They turn into attention. So here's the cool part. Every one of you deals with people. You've got challenging situations or things you want to get better at. How many of you would like in a few minutes to be a way better communicator than you currently are? How many of you would love that? Anybody want that? Okay, good. So in order to do that, here's a belief I have. You got to get involved. If you just sit back and you educate yourself by learning and paying attention, you're like one of those people we tease that's got 80 doctorates and they're 62 and they're still going to school and they haven't done anything yet. You guys get it? We've got to get in there, we've got to play and we've got to dig. So let's talk about this. Who's got a scenario, a situation that might come up that you'd like to get better at communicating with? And then I'm gonna give you a model right now that every one of you can use that's based on this average that people have. So does anybody have the courage to go? And this is where you guys get a chance to, to win something called a better quality of life, as well as maybe I'll send you something cool. So does anybody wanna jump out there and just throw me a scenario? You have to unmute and then I'll talk to you. So raise your hand, let's have a little fun and I'll give you an example in a minute. So who would like to jump out there? Walk me through something, sales, business, dealing with people, communication, how to introduce yourself at the beginning of a meeting, anything. So I will start with Virginia. Virginia for three points. Uh, can you unmute Virginia? How you doing? I'm unmuted. Hello, I'm good, thank Very you. Good. Now, where do you live with that cool accent? <laughs> In uh, the middle of the Great Britain. Very good. Okay. Very good. They must feel confident all the time. It starts with Great Britain. It's not just Britain, but it's great. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So let me ask you this. Um, what's your business? Orthodontics. Of course it is. And I love that you say that. So you're an orthodontist and really actually you're a communicator. Your job is to communicate with people and get them to realize it's a good idea to take care of their teeth. Am I correct? That'll be right. Uh, completely correct. So here's the deal. If you're just an orthodontist, you're not going to be that good at it. My job is to educate and communicate with people. I bought our house from one of the best orthodontists in Scottsdale. I bought our home from him and he was very regimented, exact and everything. And he's a great orthodontist, but you know, what he's even better at the pitch. So let me ask you in your process of what you do, what would you love to get better at? Cause if we can better one area, we can impact your bottom line and make your life a lot more fun. So walk me through it. And I'm going to help you right now raise your bottom line in about three minutes. I suppose listening. You want to get listening. better at listening? Yeah, if you, because if you, if you have, if you can, sometimes there's been examples where I might have seen a new patient and I've listened to their concerns. And I have done a, like a process before where you've tried to, um, sort of analyze what's happened in that appointment if somebody else is listening maybe they hear different things and sometimes you can miss like a key uh key trigger for somebody who might be coming in for treatment okay. um and so, so has it's anyone to ever told you has anyone ever told you um that it's expensive 
Um, or to patients saying to me, oh, but it's expensive. Yeah. Have you ever heard yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Would you like yeah. one thing that you could do right now, all of you could do to literally mitigate that? See, when they say it's expensive, there's a little something called language we can use. If you agree with them, well, then it's expensive and it's always going to be a pain point. What I've learned to say is you acknowledge them and you acknowledge them by making a very simple statement. I totally see why you might say that. Now, what I, the reason I say that is it sounds like I just agreed with you, but I didn't. I want to get really clear, everybody. I totally see why you might say that. It's actually not expensive. It's the going rate. The problem is, and then you tilt your head, it's unexpected. And that's one of the challenges we run into. And I'm just going to teach you that when you flip that word, I've taught that to thousands of doctors, thousands of dentists, thousands of people. It is not expensive. It's actually unexpected. Now, when you say that to somebody, it changes where it lives in their brain. We will pay for unexpected things. We hate buying expensive things. How many of you understand what I just did? Did everybody get that? I don't typically listen very well. And reason why is most people are regurgitating what they've said 85 freaking times. They're repeating themselves. I give them a new neuropathway. They've said this before. They've bitched, they've whined, they've complained. They've said it. They rehearsed it in the car. They've said it before. They've practiced it. Folks, you might think I'm crazy right now but I'm telling you the truth. I would love it. You know what? It does seem expensive or it's a lot. You could say, actually it is, it's the going rate, but I'm going to tell you, it's not expensive. It's unexpected. And if I wish I would have went there eight years ago, I wish I would have known when your kid was born that this is a possibility. And I would have recommended three stocks to buy and would have paid for the whole thing. I wish I could have done that, but we know each other now. And here we are. You acknowledge them and we put it in a new category. How many of you ever had an unexpected expense that you figured out how to pay for? Toilet exploded, an employee sued you, something. You figure it out. The problem is, as long as you keep it expensive, your relationship is ruined for the whole three years of the orthodontic work. Do you guys understand? How many of you understand that? Is everybody catching on? Now, if you're a traditional dentist and they say, gosh, I just wasn't expecting the root canal to be that much. I thought my insurance covered it. You could say, yeah, I totally see why you might say that. I don't run an insurance company. It's these unexpected things. A lot of them get in the way. Our whole company designed to help people with this. Does that make sense, Virginia? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's good. I like that's that. How simple that is. Unexpected. It is true as well. Well, it's true. I don't want to lie to anybody. I don't want to use a sales pitch. <laughs> I just want to make it simple. I flip one word. And just so you guys know, I taught that to a friend of ours that Dino and I know that that is Dino for the auto industry. Thousand guys that own car, car shops have been using it. 400 of them have gotten back to me and said, Michael, I have closed more sales, got people more happy with me and got more referrals by getting my whole staff saying that, looking them in the eyes, honestly saying that. So, okay, who, someone else had a hand up. I saw some dude. Okay, Rob, what's up, Rob, with the bookshelf? Yeah. What's up, Rob? Hey, Mike, how are you? So- What's up, Mike, you enjoying yourself? Yeah, so far. Yeah, what are you expecting it to get worse so far? I mean, it's about to yeah. go bad. Well, I'm, I'm just hoping it continues. All right. It, yeah. I mean, you got to give me a little more faith, buddy. Go ahead. Right. What's going on? Yeah. So my question to you, I loved your phrase that you used there. And I think, how would you use that when your prospective client patient doesn't verbalize that, but that's probably what they're thinking. How do you bring that up in the context? Let, let, of let's make all of your jobs easy. I got a few things to do. So all of us have got to get the process organized if you can count to four. So let me help all of you real quick. Our biggest challenge that we have is, as salespeople, as influencers, is we don't know something's coming. So I'm going to give you guys a gift right now, and I'm going to hook you guys up with something, and I'll give you how to get access to this for free if you want it later. It's up to you if you want it. But I learned a long time ago that if you tell people what's going to happen, it gets a lot easier for them. So I got a few ways to do that. So we want to get it out of them. So I always tell everybody, how familiar, what's the name of your company? Well, I'm an orthodontist as well. But do you have a company name or is it just called I'm an orthodontist? Yeah, no, it's Sheffield Orthodontics. What's it called? Sheffield Orthodontics. Okay. So how familiar are you with our four-step process for explaining what we do? I like to say that to people because what are people going to say? What are they going to say, Rob? Uh, not at all. Okay. Can I take 30 seconds and explain it to you? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, here's the problem we have. 
it takes three micro commitments to get someone to make a commitment. I'll share this with you guys later is what happens um, is that I'm just the side note when people, when three things are true, the fourth automatically becomes true. I have no idea why, but it just is the way it is. I could waste all my time explaining that to you, but how many of you would assume if somebody gives you three good stock picks, you'll take the fourth one without questioning. How many of you agree with that? Like if three things were right, we'll take the fourth. It just is the way it is. So I like to get micro commitments. So I'd say, listen, we got a very simple process here. I'll break it down real simple. First is orthodontistry is a very, very uh, intimate relationship because we're going to be working with your mouth, your child's mouth, your mouth. And we need to make sure we get along because if we don't, we're going to be seeing each other quite a bit. We're going to be talking. And if we don't get along, um, this is never going to work. So I just want to take like three minutes and get to know each other first. Do you know why I'm doing that? Because I'm making a prep step one. Step two is I want to find out your exact needs, Rob. I'm you now, right? So you're the patient. I'm you. And, and don't worry about writing this down, Rob. I'm going to give you the video. Like all of you are going to get this from me for free. Nothing to do. Nothing to buy, nothing to do. Every one of you are going to get this, okay? So step one is I want to get to know you because no orthodontist on earth has ever looked in the eyes and goes, do you know what the biggest challenge with, with ortho, orthodontist work is? Me being an orthodontist? is most people do not realize it's not about your teeth. It's about our relationship. It's about understanding each other to make certain your mouth winds up the way you want it to be two years from now. It's really not about putting braces on. It's not about moving things. It's about getting very clear on where you are and where you want to go. So our biggest challenge is communication. I want to take a few minutes. Are you familiar with our process? Step one is I want to make sure we get along. Now, if I move too quick, will you slow me down, Rob? Rob being patient. Step two is I want to find exactly what you don't, don't want and what you do want. And the reason I want to find that is because when you tell me what you want, it'll help me with step three is I'll give a, I'll show you what we do here. Cause we have a multitude of things we do. And step four is you could pick the best option for you. How's that sound? Can we do that? I've just told you, I'm going to pitch you. Do you guys understand indirectly? How many of you realize instead of the Jack in the box, it's like, when's he going to sell me? Bye. Instead of that, we made it simple. So what I do is I just say, look, we got a very simple four-step process. I want to make sure we get along. Take a couple minutes and do that. Number two, I want to find out exactly what you're looking for, letting them talk, what they do and don't want. Number three, I'll show you a couple options, Invisalign. I'll show you traditional braces, the benefits between each. I'll show you how I could do it with a laser and crystal balls, whatever you do these days, right? And step four is you can pick. And now who thinks they're in control? They do. They do. Who's really in control? You yeah. are. You wrote the contract. So if somebody says it, you could say the biggest challenge we have in orthodontist work is nobody when their kid is born, they save for college, they save for stuff. It's an unexpected expense. Nobody walks in going, I can't wait to buy braces. Very few people wake up. That's ex what's exciting for them. So I want to find a way to make this as exciting as possible. Make it fun. Make it exciting. Are you getting what I just did right there, Rob? Did that make sense? You're yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense. You know, trying to think, you know, we utilize a treatment coordinator, you know, the salesperson, if you will, you know, I come in for the doctor stuff, if you will. Do you think that narrative you kind of just laid out best for the treatment coordinator use or coming from myself? I would, I would test it. I taught it when I first met my wife. She was my girlfriend then because she wasn't my wife to start with because that would be weird. Um, but when I met my wife, I taught this and she goes, holy crap, you use this on me. And I'm like, no, 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 just normal. It's normal communication. I, I said, can I have your number? And she said, yes. Do you guys remember when people would date and get a phone number on a piece of paper? I got her number. And then I said, how about we talk? And if we talk, we could do lunch. And if we do lunch, Okay, uh, then we can do dinner and we'll take it from there. And she goes, you used it on me. I told them what's going to happen next. So whenever somebody knows what's going to happen next, they feel comfortable. Do you getting this? So we've got to spend a lot of time framing this so they know what's going to happen next. When you walk in discount tire, you know what's going to happen next. Is this making sense? So you just got to set the stage for them right at the beginning. Listen, when the doc comes in, you could pick the best option for you. When he gets here and you can ask him questions, you walk in, they told you that. They can pick when you get there. You've offered the ability to say, here's what I recommend. Now, let me give you guys all a powerful set of words. This is a million dollar set of words. It's called based on. And I want everybody to say those words out loud to yourself based on. Based on what I've seen, here's what I recommend. People are predisposed to listen to doctors when they say based on. They are. Based on 
what you've said, here's what I recommend. If you want to live on the other side of the wall and have a radically different practice, we have to change our communication. You're only as good as your current communication. I would look someone in the eyes and go, Rob, based on what you've shared with me, Invisalign would be the option I would pick for you if you're okay with me using my 30 years of experience. If you're okay with me using my 30, no, I'm not okay, Rob, with using your 30 years of experience. I'm going to use my two years of experience. Are you getting this? Yeah. Also, the first thing you say when you get in the chair is different. So when, where do we sit? Like, let's get somebody else to speak. Does anybody else want to share? Are you guys okay if I just blend my Q and A this way? Okay. So Chris, Chris, double C, what's up double C. So now what I, what I, I got to ask you, Chris, a question, right? When you first walk up, are you, are you a doctor? Nope. What do you do? So I work with the orthodontic software. <clears throat> okay. You work with the software. Very good. So when you, and how long have you been doing software? Uh, for five years. Okay. Very good. So when you sit down with a client or zoom in with a client, you're going to say something. What's the first thing you usually say? Uh, usually just in casual introduction, introduce myself and ask them and, and then ask them how they've heard about us and what they're looking to get out of our meeting. How much are they expecting that? How much are they expecting that? They're, they're, they could bet Vegas odds 100 for 100. They're going to get that out of you, correct? That's the first thing we're going to do, correct? Oh, probably. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you something before you ask your question. You ready for gold? Here we go. So before we get started, how much time are we working with? And what would you say? An hour. Great. So what do you expect to see happen when the hour is over? How this could impact my business. Cool. So here's the challenge I have. I have an hour to give you five years of incredible experience of helping hundreds of clients all over the world. So I'm going to do my best for the next five hours. I mean, next, next hour. What do you know about me when I say, how do you talk about five years of business experience in an hour when you've been doing it for five years? What do you know about me when I say that? That you're not new to it. You have some experience and you hopefully, you know, you're going to have some. Did I? You assume that, don't you? Because people assume all the time. I'm going to control your assume mechanism. Do you understand that? So you're either going to guess, oh, he's a guy that stacks like normal salesmen, or I'm good at what I do. Like Steve Jobs would walk out and he'd say, so how do you talk about 30 years of software in a 15 minute speech? Got it. So all of us have to realize as an orthodontist, like how do you talk about 200 cases in five minutes of all the things we do? Anyways, let's find out about you. You've just dropped in. I know what I'm doing. You can trust me. Chris, so, you kind of, give you that. so you kind of touched on my, my biggest issue. So I have a, a software that orthodontists use to basically grow their business. And we know that our average user grows their business about 25% in the first year using our software. And so the hardest thing for us to communicate is getting our software is incredibly advanced and very technical. So you can't really explain it in a five minute nutshell. So when they do a, a demo with us, a demo usually goes about 45 minutes an hour in this industry. You know, a lot of people are skeptical when somebody comes to them and so says, you know what, Doc, we can go let's your do, business. Let's do, let me, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off, Chris, the same reason. And because I care about you, your time, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to take away the frustration you have. Are you okay with me cutting you off and giving you gold? Sure. Okay. Okay. So listen, here's the challenge. I want everyone to understand this. We have to give people a new path. They've got a box. So let me explain this real fast. They have what they don't want and what they do want. How many of you realize they have that too? I don't sure. want to be annoyed. And I do want more money, but I don't actually have the money, but I want it. They have people to answer to. They have relationships and they have an identity. What's their current identity? They don't buy your stuff yet. They buy Tide. They don't buy your product. They buy Joe's software. They don't use yours. They don't go to an orthodontist. They got messed up teeth. You guys get it? Like that's the deal. Everybody getting this? So they've got a box. We've got to give them a different one to live in temporarily. So you're going to want to change their pathway. And here's how simple I would, I would do this. I would say... How familiar are you with all the benefits of what our program does? And what are they all going to say? Not at all. I would do this. Say, listen, I'd be remiss to tell you that I could explain it all in 45 minutes. I'm probably going to confuse you in the next 45 minutes. But I want to tell you one thing. You do what you do very, very well. You're an orthodontist. You play to their ego. These people, look at them all. They're going to love what I'm about to say. It's not a negative thing. You're an orthodontist. You run a business. All I want to do is allow you to run your business and not have to worry about certain things. So there's more money at the end of the day, your clients are dealt with better and there's less complaints and less problems. So everything confusing I'm about to explain to you is going to help with a few things. Hiring, 
easier because the people are going to have an easier system to work with. Am I correct about this, Chris? Mm -hmm. Number two, you're going to know your bottom line. So at the end of the day, can I go on vacation this year? You flip on my software and the answer is yes. We can go to Turks and Caicos because we know our bottom line. Does your software do that, Chris? Correct, yep. Are you getting this? How many of you would love it if I walked in? They don't want to be annoyed. They don't want the details. They have no, you think they want that. They don't. They want to go to Turks and Caicos. They want to be able to hire easier. And number three is, this program is designed to help you invest better into your business because you're going to know where your money's coming from and where it's going. All the other stuff is software geek stuff. I'm going to go over with you. So if you don't understand it, that's good. I also don't understand what a T65 is. Is that a tooth? A tooth T65? What, what, what is it? Give me a number. I don't know. Like, like you got a 4H4. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know that stuff. <laughs> Did you see me just redo your pitch, Chris? Yeah, you're basically just starting with what's in it for them instead of what you're about to explain to them. You also told them they're going to get annoyed and frustrated because you're going to be annoying. Do you understand that? You're going to be annoying. You are annoying and that's okay. And not in a bad way. What you're explaining to them is like, oh my God, I got more to worry about, right? Are you getting this? Sure. Nobody wants to buy software. I know that because I, I trained the Aloha people that sell the software to the restaurants. I built their entire sales training. So what you'd say is, we got a very simple four-step process. One is we got to make sure we get along. Software is very relationship-based. Number two is I want to make certain that I find out exactly what you're looking for. Step three, I'll show you what we have. And step four, you can pick what's best for you. Are you getting that, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. Great. I know I'm very direct and I'm like, damn, he's blunt. He's rough. He's rude. But I want to get to, I want real, guys. I mean, listen, what do you want me to lie to you? I mean, here's the deal. How many of you would agree that you don't want the appointment, you want the results? How many of you understand that? Just you walk in, I train medical reps. You walk in and you got to say, listen, all I want to do is make it easier for you to hire people. My software means you could hire a less qualified person because it's easy to use. Boom, done. And everyone here, including Ed, is going to be like, thank you. Hiring sucks. <laughs> Who's next? And tell oh, me when I, I'm done. Yeah, go Leah, ahead. Leah has a question, but I have a question too. So Leah, I got, you asked me. Uh, Dino, Leah. Dino's the man. I go to Dino first. Nothing personal, Leah. Leah, Leah. <laughs> go ahead. No, really, it's it's. I know it's a problem that probably a lot of people have too. But for me personally, it's. I wrote that question. How do you get over your own ego of no? They need to know this stuff in order to make a better answer. Okay, so here's what you do. You got to recognize no one's interested in buying Orthodontist Works. No one in the world, except for like in Scottsdale, the ladies that are newly divorced, they want they want teeth, different teeth. Okay, I'm just be honest. Not, I'm not here to like, I, I know them. They're like, just got divorced. I'm 22 again, but I'm 46. I want it. But like no parent, because that's when I agree. Is it parents were selling too mainly to their children? Am I correct? Is it child orthodontist work is the, still the majority of the market? Am I right about that? Nobody's like, dude, I cannot wait to spend three to 6,000 bucks. This is great. I cannot wait. The addition on the house will wait. I can't wait. So we've got to recognize they actually don't want what we have. They're not interested in your knowledge. You're interested in it. Your wife's not interested. Your husband's not interested. It's not bad. Some of the people want to know, but really at the end of the day, they want truth. They want simplicity, right? So they want to know what it's going to do. So here's the deal. I'll explain orthodontist work in a few seconds. Two years from now, your teeth are going to look amazing. You're still going to be the same person. You'll be a couple of years older. There'll be a picture on the wall outside of our office where your teeth look amazing. We just got to get you from where you are to there. And you're going to do orthodontist work with somebody. I want you to work with the person you're most comfortable with. So my job today is to get you to know everything you need to know, answer any questions you have. But our whole job of our staff is to build a relationship with you because we're going to be in your mouth. We're going to be working with stuff. We're going to be like adjusting. I need to know what works, what hurts, what feels good, what doesn't. So that's our job. You already know what the goal is going to be. The goal is your teeth are going to look phenomenal because folks, if they got a recommendation from somebody, they're buying from you. You know that they don't, they don't go anywhere else afterwards. They don't, they're not shopping you. This is not an auto shop. If Joe from the temple or Joe from the church recommended you, okay, they're going to buy from you. And you've basically got to show them that. So how do you get over your ego? You've got to realize that's not the information they want. What is the, you have, you have to get out of their head and explain, we're going to make this as painless and fun as possible. That's it. That's all we're going to do. We're going to get to know each other. We're going to have fun. We're going to get to know each other's families. We're going to like, we're going to grow together. Like I'm going to see you every couple of months. Am I correct? Is that still work that way? 
you're going to be seeing you. Like none of you are saying this, like we're going to get to know each other. We're going to grow together. Like your kids are going to learn art. We're going to hear about algebra together. I'm here to help you with that. It's going to be fun. I'm going to hear about your kids making teams and not making teams. Like that's what they want to know. I mean, unless I'm wrong, I don't think I am. I don't but think you're wrong. I don't want to know the details. Am I right, Dino? Yep, you're right. And I and and I know anybody that's been in any of my trainings before, especially around sales, I've said this multiple times. They you you think they care about they care about the result that you can give them. Let's go to Leah. Leah, what questions do you have? Leah. Can I call you Leah? Because I like Star Wars. We could like just Princess uh, Leia. No? Sure. Why not? Nice okay. to meet you. Um, nice to meet. I'm from? a veterinarian and uh, Virginia outside of Washington, DC. So one of the big issues that we have is sometimes we'll have clients come in with, I'll give you a case of like a 20, 30 pound overweight dog has a torn Basset hound? Hmm? A 23 year old Basset hound that's no, overweight, correct? No, no, a 20 or 30 pound overweight dog has a torn cruciate ligament that requires a surgery that's gonna cost $3,000, um, 4,000. The client comes in and says, doc, you know, I just want you to make the dog comfortable. Okay. So what I'd ask him back is, I have to ask you because it's a very intimate word, comfortable. What is your definition of comfortable? I think about well, that. I, I just, need to know the I definition. Just him, yeah, I just want him to be able to be, be not have pain. Okay, very good. So there's a multitude of things we can do. Um, and I've worked with veterinarians before too, so this is not complicated. And I've okay. had dogs and I totally understand it. There is a multiple, there's a multitude of things that we do. And, um, and it really just depends on what your version of comfortable is, but like how comfortable are you gonna be based on what you see? Cause it's actually about the dog. You're not very familiar with how dogs work. And I live with dogs, they're here every day. Dogs are gonna do everything in their power to look comfortable, even if they're not, and they don't want you to feel bad. So the question is, what is gonna make you comfortable? Because you gotta flip it back on them. Because you know, I know dogs. Dogs do not want their owner in pain. They are gonna limp along. My dog, my basset hound had a, a mast cell tumor the size of a watermelon on her head, okay? And I don't wanna get into this with anybody. I'm, choose the right dog food, listen to her and do not feed the crap from the grocery stores. But that's another side note. And um, and she didn't want me to feel sad. She had a tail wagging. I mean, she literally had a watermelon on her head and it was the saddest thing in the world. I was uncomfortable. So we've got to turn it back on them so I can make your dog comfortable. We could sedate your dog and your dog will look comfortable to you. What would make you comfortable? Because that's where the decision comes from. Are you getting this? I do. I don't know how somebody is going to respond to that. Well, here's what they're going to say. They're going to give you the power back. And then you're going to say, would you like me to give you a recommendation or do you have an idea already? Well, I don't want to spend a lot of money. Okay. Well, that's a different conversation. Okay. Now we can't make someone spend what they don't want to spend. Correct. And then you're going to want to say, this may seem expensive, but when you had a puppy, you probably just weren't expecting this, were you? Yes. Correct. So it's unexpected. And the question is where this is tricky because you got two types of people. You got me that would elect for the $10,000 surgery for three more weeks with my dog. I'm that guy. You know what I'm saying? You're probably that right. lady also, right? Three more yeah. weeks with my dog for 10 grand. I'm in. I thought it was an Amway presentation when they did it for me. I'm like, I'll take the experimental drug. I'm in. Does that make sense? So yeah. we can't make them spend what they won't but we have to train them how to spend. And we need to say to them, listen, this is unexpected. And it really just depends on your relationship with the animal and, and what's going on. If this was your child, what would you pick? Well, yeah, and they'll go, of course, the surgery, but I have insurance. Very good, so it's about not insurance. Now you are familiar with care credit, correct? Yes. And we offer that. Have you explained it to right there and then, right? We do yep, have a version absolutely. of insurance. We give you 12 months to pay with care credit. So. Here's the deal. The biggest problem they have is we need to look them in the eyes at the beginning and say, listen, what I'm going to explain to you is going to sound possibly expensive because it is. And if it's not good for you, I want to figure out how you invest because I want to learn from you and you can play to their ego, right? Number two is um, 
it's not that it's expensive. It's unexpected. Like I wish I would have, when we gave you the first shots for your puppy, I wish I would have said, save $11 a month. This could happen. It's my bad. I should have told you. And I know better now and I will in the future, but I didn't, but here we are. So what do we choose to do? We're in this together. And you just got to look at them and go, whatever we choose is going to be smart. We've got three options. One is to do nothing. Two is to do a mild recommendation. And three is to go all in. Which do you want to do? And they'll take mild, which will be the middle. Yeah. Does that help? It does. I'm it does. Find new awesome. people against the ones that are not going to do anything. Like my wife, my wife is like, she grew up on a farm or something. So she's going to be like, they're animals, they live and then they die. Does that make sense? And that's it. Not heartless, just it is. It is what it is. Circle of life. If they're not going to yeah. make it, if it's not going to work, we're going to do what we're going to do. And they had a great life. Do you understand that? And that's how she looks at it. That person, we are not changing their mind, are we? I guess not. I try to let them, I try to let them know though, that there really is only one good option is to surgically repair it. And that it makes a huge difference in being pain-free and the other options really aren't acceptable without making them feel guilty. Okay. Very good. So how much is that one option? I know we're running low on time. How much is that one option? $4,000. Okay. So, um, it's $4,000. Um, and you can even say, uh, I mean, it's just, it's really just unexpected. I mean, it, it, it's, they didn't walk in expecting that, did they? No. And that's the problem they have. And that, that's really the issue. And you got to get that out of the way of way that you understand that. So you need gotcha. to like really look at it. I think that's going to be a big win for you. Like, listen, the number I'm going to give you is going to be sound big. It's $10 million. Just kidding. It's 4,000. Right. That always helps when you do that. I know it sounds insensitive, but that shit works. Okay. Yeah. It's $10 million. Actually, I'm just kidding. It's 4,000. Um, the other thing is, how much longer does the dog live with that procedure? A, a normal life, huge difference. So if the dog's gonna be six more years, 4,000 divided by six, you do the math. Yep. Tell them to do the math, you do the math. Okay. Got it? Yep, Hope helps. That helps. Thank you. That's awesome. Anybody else have a question or anything? Dean or anything else you want me to go over? Well, let's do this real fast. What I'd like to do, uh, we have a few minutes left here. I'd like to uh, have you all just real fast write down in your notebooks kind of like the number one takeaway that you're, you want to, you know, uh, that you're taking from this conversation with Michael, for me, for example, I love the fact of going in and saying, Hey, here's a four-step process. For those of you that got into my sales training, I talk about, you know, being able to use the system of recognizing it and telling them what's going to happen. That's basically the four-step system, but be able to say, I have a four-step system. And then based on that's brilliant. Like, Hey, based upon this, based upon what you said, based upon what you're thinking, I think it's great. So go ahead and write down real fast on your piece of paper, uh, on your journals, I should say, uh, what is your biggest takeaway of the last 45 minutes, 50 minutes that we've had with Michael? Because I want him to hear those takeaways before we let him go. Thank you. The based on one is going to really, really serve you. And the expected one is so going to cool. help any industry. It's If you have the courage to say it, you're going to look in your eyes and go, that worked. Holy crap, that worked. <laughs> And you'll have two options. Either think I'm crazy or use this stuff. I dare you to use it five times. You're going to be like, wow. There's the couple right there. There's hey. Randy and, and uh, someone else. Hi, Randy. <laughs> Which is, who's Randy? That's Randy? Okay, you never know. I mean, it, it, it's a common name. So Matt just wrote in. That's a good idea, Matt. Thanks for doing that. You know, go ahead and put in the chat here. What is What are your takeaways there too? Uh, not just in your journal there. Matt's takeaways. I love that. It's not expensive. It's unexpected. I think my wife has used that on me a few times without me knowing that that's what it's she was good. doing. Uh, I'm just that, just that alone will make all of you ten to twenty thousand dollars at a minimum extra profit. Um, just get your uh, change their pathways big. And if you don't understand what that means, is they've got a preconceived identity when they walk in. Let me just give. Can I give Dino? I'm going to say one thing that's going to be yeah. pure gold. Um. I would say to this, let me, Randy, unmute real quick. I'm just going to throw you under the bus. Unmute Randy. Randy, are you guys together? Just mm -hmm. press the space bar. Are, they, are you guys in a relationship? You guys together? This is my office manager. Yeah. Office manager. And, and my treatment coordinator that does all the new patient exams. Very good. So you work together. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. Randy, you do an orthodontist? Yes. I would say to you, you're a patient now. So Randy, Who's the first person that's going to notice your incredible smile after you have great teeth? Like who's one of the first people that are going to notice your teeth are better? 
Um, yeah. Like when they get the braces off? No, no, I'm just asking. No, no I'm you. asking you as oh, a patient. Okay. Oh, okay, oh, let me ask coordinator then because you're overthinking. Hi, Miss Coordinator. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. So what's your name? Laura. Laura, I'm going to ask you point blank. Laura, you're a patient now, correct? You go to Michael's orthodontistry work. Mm -hmm. I'd say, Laura, when you've got a perfect set of teeth, who is the first person that's going to be, that's going to comment or notice in your life? Like who's the first person that's going to themselves, notice? themselves or their family. No, 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 no. I'm asking you, you're the patient. I want you to really think, yeah. go in the patient's head. Yeah. If I was now, the patient. Say it like you yeah. say, now watch this. So okay. real quick. So, so let me ask you this. Who's the first person that's going to notice that you're more confident about your smile? Myself. If I was the patient, it would be myself. Very good. And after you notice it, who else is going to notice? Family. Or the person that's anyone most closest to me. The person that's most anyone closest in, to me. Anyone in particular? A spouse. Uh, you know, my mom or dad, if I was the child. Very good. So what's happening, she's, she's in role play, not in role play right now. She's talking logically. So if I said to Dino, when you start using these techniques and you're making more money, who's the first person that's going to notice that you're doing better? Oh, my wife. You think this will make her happy? A hundred percent. That's why we're doing this. Same with the veterinarian. When your dog's running around happy, who's the first person that's going to notice outside of your dog that your dog's more free and more alive? My daughter. That's why we're doing this. Once you change, remember the identity and the relationship, mm -hmm. stop selling wants and don't wants, mm -hmm. change the relationship with why they're buying it. So I would say, so when your teeth are looking better, who's the first person you think that's gonna comment? My wife. That's why we're doing this. Why It's why you and I are gonna meet every month because mm -hmm. I'm telling you, not just doing it for you, other people as well. That confidence that's that you get from this, mm -hmm. gold. Okay. If like, seriously, there should be a lot mentioned in here <laughs> that that right there was so good. I love that. That's why we're doing this. The who's the first person making it personal, making that emotional connection. Remember people buy emotionally first, always. That's why we're doing this. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. All I want to do is make your life easier. Okay. I have a ton of nuggets here. I see that you guys have put a ton of things in here uh, on the, in the chat. I hope Michael's been able to see that. I see him. Thank you. Oh, I forgot to do this because I made Shannon go this. I don't know if I got the right one, but look at that, people. Boom. There's your, there's your average sex t-shirt right yeah, there. Yeah, I love it. You like that shirt? So, so what's that? You like the shirt? It's a very good workout shirt. Um, it's like a cape. Because I wear this, you know, so it's, it's not like... <laughs> uh, so, um, listen, I want to thank Michael for being here and for sharing this with us, sharing this information with us. You guys, it was, I know it's like a fire hose. And one of the things that I want you to do and commit yourself to is to not overthink the things that Michael talked about, like take the stuff, try it out, try it. Like he said, five times to see what results you get. Don't try it once and be like, ah, I didn't really work it. Or I stumbled over that actually use the information and build a new muscle. Uh, what I loved that Michael started with was the idea that we all have our averages and we all live to our averages. I wrote this down. Um, we're all okay with being okay, right? Like we see, okay, we're fine. We're living We're you guys are making a living. You're doing okay. Maybe you're not the best That's orthodontist in the country, right? And so what I love about these things, or maybe you're not the best that you're not making the most money. You see other guys who are making more than you or whatever, but because you're okay with that, you're not getting to the next level. And these little, these little changes, and that's, what's cool about this. Michael, was anything that you said, something that takes years to implement? Uh, no, um, I, I would tell you, I shot like a fire hose on purpose. I'm really just a master Love of getting it. people to do things. So the reason I did the fire hose thing is if I shoot 50 things at you, one of them's going to stick. If yes. I do it really slow, you'll do nothing. I, yep. I train like the Navy SEALs and I'd rather train you like a Navy SEAL than an English school teacher and be all polite. And the reason why is I will take a Navy SEAL to run my company any day of the week, whether you like the military or not, they're badasses. So I'm just going to tell you how they do it is called figure it is and figure it out. And if you run your company as here it is and figure it out, you will have the most dynamic company you could imagine. So here's my challenge to you. If you want to change your average and grow, 
use one technique. If you think about it, you might as well delete this off from your brain. It's useless. Just go say it to somebody. Someone says expensive, you say, actually, it's unexpected. They'll say what? And you'll say what too. And then very quickly, you'll say, forgive me. If I would have known you 10 years ago, I would have told you to start saving, but I didn't. And here we are. Get the reps in, right? Like use it everywhere. Use it with your spouse, use it with your kids, use it uh, when you're at the grocery store, get the reps in. It doesn't have to be only in a treatment coordinating situation or in a sales situation. All of these things can be used throughout your life. I I love this. Hey kids, I'm going to walk you through a four-step process about our vacation. (laughs) This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then I'm going to give you a choice. Like I think that is so great. Man, this is so good. Okay. Do you have, do you have, Dino, the four-step process video? If not, they can all get it at persuasionenhancement.com. It's, it's free. There's nothing to do. There's no sales pitch. No, I don't have that. Literally everyone can go to persuasionenhancement.com. You'll see me at like, I don't know, 32 years old. I made a video years ago. It still works. You know what I'm saying? So um, everyone it's persuasionenhancement.com. You can go there and get it if you want. That's awesome. Persuasionenhancement.com. I will put that in the chat box. Thanks, everyone. Well, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate it. Everybody, please give Michael a huge round of applause. Thank him for his time, for being here. He volunteered this time to share with you. I hope you uh, take it to heart. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.